Hi, and welcome to Work Smarter, Not Harder, a podcast produced by Darshana Inc. Today, we're going to talk about the future of NFTs with Andy Choi and his team at Wild Post. Thank you and enjoy. I'm the creative lead of Wildcats, um, technically uh, leading the whole design team, uh, also in Wildpaws. I'm currently based in Singapore, uh, but I'm Filipino. Uh, I've been designing like as my career. <laughs> yeah, so that's about it. So, Rox, you're the designer of the NFT. You're the one who, who makes the art. Uh, yeah, technically, and also my team. Oh my god, it's so cute. I was watching. <laughs> oh, I love them. They're, they are you. so cute. And also like the copyright is so cute as well. The one writing the, the posts. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Andy, go ahead. Tell us about yourself. Actually, the um, head of innovation in Wildcat, Wildcats. And yeah, you know, Wildcats, Wildpaws, everything seemed to be cat related <laughs> where we are from. Uh, but actually, Wild. wild Wildcats is a innovation services company, and we created Wild Paws as a project that we all um, believed in, and we all wanted to experiment in in the Web three space, and we wanted to find a worthy cause that would um, allow us to not only use our creativity and all the talent you know from the artwork that you see that rocks create, and even the under- amazing thoughts that um, project leader like uh, uh, like Mr. Dog you know. Uh, put into the project and we wanted to just see what we can do with nft that can be for good and not just for you know speculative profits or or you know to the moon right everything else that has been a bit negative about nft you know we wanted to do a bit different and so i essentially just told the team let's do something <laughs> that was my job really <laughs> for the whole project and the team ready around and did an amazing job Amazing. And what what exactly is Wildcats and and how did you start that? Uh, Wildcats, um, we, we started with a vision of helping large companies embrace new trends, new technologies that um, is unknown to them. And we want to do it in a in an educational way, partly a bit of a consulting way, you know, but ultimately we want to help big you know companies to build new innovations, right? Um, seeing that you know most large corporates do struggle um, with moving quickly into new tech and new um, areas um, that that are unknown to them, we wanted to be that you know little guy with that wildcat spirit and help them just venture into the unknown, build early success, build some proof of concepts, and help them get uh, market market validation. And so we thought we should also become more um, aware. And, uh, and practiced in the Web3 space so we could also help other corporate uh, corporate partners and clients of ours to step into it. So that's what Wildcat does. Um, I would love to know how did you start in Web3? Sure. Um, you know, a lot of people have started Web3 many moons ago, early days of Bitcoin, um, Ethereum, you know, in its early rise, back in the mid, you know, 20. Tens, uh, you know. Um, I, I actually had a Bitcoin quite early on. I was working in uh, in Amsterdam back in 2013, 2014. And at the time, 
I saw that oh, there were actually vending machines uh, in pubs that were that were um, selling Bitcoin. I was like, what's going on? And um, I was working in Vodafone at the time, and back then there were people just exploring, um, um, you know, cryptocurrency as a new way that maybe the, the telecommunications company could tap onto it. And so I think back then I started, you know, trying to understand that world. I got my first Bitcoin then. Sold it when it reached five thousand US dollars back in I think twenty sixteen, and that was actually the way I entered into cryptocurrency. But Web three um, was a concept that I think through the last two years really took off because all the creative projects that came up, the uh, DAOs being a big thing and allowing a lot more decentralized control and creative um, creation, right of um, of new new ventures, new projects, new ways of working. That got, I think, me and a few other um, executives in Wildcats very excited. So I won't claim to be like a super expert in this space, you know, don't have like eight years of experience. Maybe I have a, a year or two, um, mainly from observing and trying to read up to see what what lies beneath all the hype. What is the technology really about? And can Web3 really change the way that um, power is, it, is rebalanced. Can Web3 really open up opportunities to people that are, are struggling to get into, into you know, tech to build something that can benefit themselves and their, and, and, and their communities? Can Web3 take over the internet one day? You know? So um, that's my experience, mainly. Observer, um, researcher, and now, of course, you know, uh, very excited to say that we built our own project. We launched an NFT project. So we got our hands dirty. And we can't we can't wait to do more. Uh, when did you launch Wild Wild Pause? We officially uh, got Wild Pause uh, minting on the fourteenth of July, um, and we 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 took a pretty different approach in the way we launched this project. Um, we, you know, traditionally you spend months hyping it, trying to get every influencer to kind of. You know, tweet that there's a giveaway, there's a whitelist, and you build up, you build up that fud and the FOMO. Um, but we thought we as a project didn't want to do that because um, those were those were parts of the Web three world that we were cautious about. That we didn't want to just ride ride the wave and and do do the same old in order to to attract um, speculative speculative investors to come in. We really wanted people to understand what our project really stands for and what it, and and the benefits they bring. Um, and so our launch is very, very much like a typical marketing launch. You know? So we started 14 July and we are, and when I say typical, I mean more like a Web2 typical product launch. You know, we have a bit of a pre-launch thing going, but it's post-launch that we want to continue to ride the momentum and educate everyone around that there is something positive and worthwhile in, the, in this new Web3 NFT space. And that it's not only for a select 5% of the world to get into Everyone in the world can get into this space and Wildcat's mission is really to help educate, onboard and make it simple and fun for people to start understanding this Web3 world and NFTs and bring benefit right, to parts of society that otherwise might not receive any, any benefit. I mean, I'm, I'm completely amazed that you were able to launch this NFT project in a bear market um, using traditional marketing strategies, but because your mission and your vision aligns with 
also how you want to portray yourself in in the web 2 and then in the web 3 space right i mean it's it's is it a non-profit wildpaws good question um so wildpaws is actually a for-profit business and we've always believed that um philanthropy or you know doing good shouldn't be at a trade-off of a business trying to be sustainable and to just you know make money like there's like business was created from day one as a way to to uh, exchange you know uh, exchange value between two parties right and it must be done in a way that there is benefit to both sides both sides will walk away um, positively benefiting right be it they got something they really wanted or they got some profit so they can you know do other things with it so the idea of trade you know which led to currency, which led to everything else that we have today, financial markets, e-commerce. And, and, and so to us, you know, doing good should be part of business. It should, be a, it should be the very mission, actually, of businesses. And so with that very you know, clear intention, we, we tell the world that Wild Paws is not a non-profit project. It has to have profit. If not, then you know, we, we won't be doing it right uh, for our, um, our partners, for our teams that built, and even for our supporters. Because we want the profits to come back in and continue to be invested to also grow the project. But because we are spending a significant amount of our effort to help our animal shelter partners, so a majority of the profits go to them. And we want to be very transparent um, in sharing with our supporters just how, we are, uh, how much uh, we're actually contributing to them. So on, on our website, we have a, a nice little bar, pie chart to, uh, to explain the percentage split. And we are also committed to show our, our actual you know, financial documents each month to share how much of the money that we have collected is uh, transferred over to our shelter partners. So transparency, I think, is key. And we should still be able to be a profitable business uh, ultimately. Amazing. Yeah, maybe you should transfer them using um, crypto. So (laughs) 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 So we can all see it. Uh, That's amazing. That's such a wonderful um, mission. I was reading through the website right now. And um, it does says 100% profit go to cat shelters in sea. And then um, it's basically for the ones that are listening right now, you can... uh, buy an nft and you adopt a cat online right that's right (laughs) having your digital cat oh i i like that that's i have how many cats do you have (laughs) oh um right you you mean on the collection you mean myself yourself oh (laughs) real cats oh real cats um i i actually have one cat right now i have a i have a short head munchkin um, oh, who's, nice. who just turned, uh, oh, sorry, not just turned, turning, uh, wow, it's been a long, 12 years old. He's turning 12 in, uh, in, a, in two days, you know, he's been with me for a long time. Um, and, you know, the, the, the company has many more uh, cat lovers, actually, many, many more. There's actually one intern of ours based in Thailand with 11 cats. And I think she spent like, I think most of, most of her income and everything on just taking care of the cats. And it wasn't, it wasn't intentional. I think she said, 
oh, she took on one. And then next thing you know, more and more of them came and she couldn't leave them behind. So she just housed more and more cats till now they're 11. Um, and actually, I'll let, I'll let Rox and, uh, and Mr. Dog speak about their adventure with cats too. They have met many cats during this adventure. Uh, Mr. Dog, as you can tell, is a dog lover. But we are also converting him to become a cat lover. So <laughs> maybe Rox and, and Mr. Dog, you can also share a bit about that. I actually have three dogs. <laughs> but I'm an animal lover. Yeah. So we went to like different cat shelters around. Oh, well, technically, we started um, with cats because our name is Wild Cats. And it just made sense that we started the collection with cats. <laughs> And it's kind of cute because like we went to different cat shelters around um, Asia. Like we started in Singapore because we're all based in Singapore. Um, and we went to a cat shelter and we just saw how like the efforts of the different cat shelters are like and how they care so much about the cats and all their money just really goes to like taking care of these cats. And it's just very inspiring as well as like the cats are so cute. They are super super cute they are very what do you call that like they just touch you and like need your like i don't know <laughs> your hands to like touch them yeah they're super, super cute does some love yeah but yeah mr dog over here is actually yeah he just he just actually adopted a digital twin uh, he's going to talk about more of it later but yeah he just di- adopted a digital twin in bali uh, because he finds that the cat is really, really cute and is missing one leg. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet and sad at the same time. <laughs> uh, I do I do have a, a cat myself. Um, so I, I yes, uh, his name is Porky. He's, he, uh, he's an older cat and I adopted him as like a grown-up. Um, we don't know how old is he. Like we, the vet said he was around six to, uh, I'm sorry, four to six years old. So I'm like, we have no idea how old he is, but we wanted to adopt another one, like a little kitty and potentially getting a dog as well. So my family is really into animals. Like we are animal lovers and, um, it, I feel like this is a project that can resonate to a lot of people. Um, I haven't seen anything like like it before, which is really like unique. I, I'm pretty sure there must be another NFT project that helps out uh, shelters and animals, but really I, I haven't seen a lot. I heard of them and seeing your art and the passion you have and just, it's just really, really cute and and amazing. Um, I wanted to like know what motivated you the most to create the NFT collection. It was the, was it the technology, the mission? Well, whoever wants to answer, I this is a open floor question. Nice. Um, I'll, I'll I'll let Rox and uh, Mr. Doc speak. Mr. Doc, I think is having some technical issues, but I'll let Rox speak because. It, when when um when we all got excited initially, you know, trying to research on Web three and educating the company. I mean, as a company, we're not a Web three first company. We were a Web two, you know, company at at the start. So it did it it did take a while to get some people understanding what it was, or should I say, what it is. 
uh, NFT and, and, and all that. And then getting the creatives to see the value. So Rox as a creative, and she is not just creative, she's the creative, crazy, amazing creative, um, who has been doing freelance work even, right, for different people. Um, the, the, the premise and the promise of NFTs were huge. So I'm going to ask Rox to maybe share a bit about why, why, why she wanted to get into this and what, what, what she, what was she feeling, you know, about this project? <laughs> I mean, personally, I really wanted to learn about the Web3 space. I had no idea how to like get into it at first. And it just so happened that the opportunity rose up when uh, we had like an internal competition inside of Wildcats. And um, so Andy over here, being the crazy Andy that he is, uh, was like, oh, let's have an internal competition on um, well, what's the next like project for NFTs. Um, so like our internal teams, we were split into four teams and all that. And the winning idea was from um, my uh, my teammate, who's Pat. She's from my team and she's like super amazing and super inspiring too. Um, their team thought of maybe we can use NFTs to uh, maybe create something for animal shelters. Because uh, it just so happens also that coincidentally, all of them inside that team are animal lovers. So uh, it started from there. Uh, and then throughout the journey of like gathering like the people who, uh, who specialize in like stuff like marketing and then uh, doing the engineering and all of that, um, the NFT collection was slowly getting into place. And all throughout that, it was also super inspiring to like get a lot of like animal shelters and really talk to the shelters about like their struggles and efforts with the different like uh, problems that they're facing in creating like a really good like animal shelter and the best like life for their cats and dogs. Yeah, so that's what really motivated us to create this NFT collection. And just a little uh, information about the NFT collection also. So we have two sets of collections. Um, one is the Meowdiverse cat. <laughs> Metaverse, but we made it Meowdiverse. Uh, so it's like 5,555 cats. And every purchase of that cat or, or like a cat in that set will uh, directly go to the shelters. Uh, and then as well as like a digital twin cat, uh, digital twin cat collection, which is like 50, uh, 10, 10 plus cats coming from each shelter across Southeast Asia. So we have so Southeast Asian uh shelters from um, Indonesia, Thailand, uh, Malaysia as well. And we also have partners from um, Singapore who's been helping them a lot. And uh, every uh, adoption of the digital twin cat means that you adopt that cat as well. And um, a lot of the profits also go to the animal shelters. Yeah. So that's about it. Like all throughout the journey, wow. we've been very motivated to like uh, really give the love back to our animal shelters. That's that's incredible. And just to be clear, that means if I buy that twin collection, uh, that uh, do I get a cat on the mail? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> I I you know I think something we've learned through through this process is that using uh, it's it's very critical to use the right words. <laughs> 
Um, that's so true. <laughs> Could you imagine though? Could you imagine that in the future that's how you buy a cat? Just buy your NFT and you'll oh uh, get an airdrop from I, a, <laughs> a helicopter. <laughs> a helicopter yeah. Amazon drone will deliver your cat to you. <laughs> yes, oh God, yes. Can you imagine the cat just hanging on the drone? <laughs> that <was so> cute. <laughs> Oh man, we will get into so much trouble with animal activists, but you know. Right. <laughs> is there is there parachutes for the cat? Did they go to like did they go to like um you know the air safety you know training video? Yes. They are going to be wearing mini helmets as well. That's so cute. It oh, sounds like that's a great like idea. Sounds like a Nick's uh, DreamWorks or, or, you know, Disney movie, you know, Cats on the <laughs> Watch out. We're going to make that movie, all right, with the Delta <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I'm going to start sketching. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, uh, the, the, that question, you're not the only one who asked that. And that's why we say we have to be a bit more sharp, maybe, for language. You know, when, when we say adopt... Um, we, we, we wanted to, to be a bit more, you know, use wordplay and, and use association with how people do adopt cats right now when they go to shelters or they go to adoption drives and they're able to bring a cat home and own a cat, you know. So we wanted to call it a digital adoption. Instead of telling people you're buying something, we wanted it to be more relational, wanted to make people feel like, hey, you know, you are you're helping out um, um, you know, the animal shelters. So we use the word adopt. And I guess that's where the confusion came because people then ask, am I really adopting a real cat if I, if I buy this NFT? Like, I don't want a real cat, you know? <laughs> We're like, oh dear. All right, we, met, we, we better reword this. Um, so, no, not for now. You don't get the actual real cat. Maybe one day you do. Uh, but why we call it additional adoption is, is because we, we just wanted it to be... We, we don't want to tie the project to, again, a very, you know, profit-driven, you know, buy and hold and hype type of uh, project. We wanted people to know that you are adopting a NFT. Maybe, maybe that's a way that we could attract new first-time buyers to buy it. That, hey, you're actually adopting something, you know. Um, and that might pique their curiosity. And then they might then explore. They might go, oh, this cat's so cute. And then they would ask us, how do I get it? Right. So that was what we were hoping um, the word adopt might um, trigger. But yeah, you, you kind of found out that we triggered the wrong, the wrong thinking. So well, we need all the help we can get to, right? <laughs> to, to reword this so that it's, it's clearer to our, to our supporters too. But yeah, you, you essentially get the digital cat as an NFT, right? Basically. And there are other things that um, our shelter partners will be doing uh, as a way to benefit our NFT holders. Just like you think about project utility, to us it's just what are the other bonds and relationships that the shelters want to extend to our NFT holders, and we can share more about that too. Yes, yes, no, of course, I I understood like immediately adopting a cat. It's not like actually digital and adopting a cat. It's not actually getting a cat on the mail, but uh, <laughs> it's just Not, not everyone that. had that thought. <laughs> Some people really asked. <laughs> I mean, that's how you, like, your brain tricks you onto, like, picturing that, but it's like, no, common sense, of course. I'm just helping out uh, a cat in a shelter, right? Um, yes. And, yeah, it's, uh, like, 
mission-driven project is is really really cool. Um, I wanted to ask you what what was the hardest thing about building on Web three and creating the the tech, like technology? What it could be whatever actually. Like, what's the hardest part? Because I heard about like so many answers. One is there's not enough talent, like developers or what what was the hardest thing for you when you created this nft project good question mm, <clears throat> maybe i can start from i think the, the, the on on you know the broad strokes of the project and then rocks can talk about about the art part right because there was a lot of learnings there too um but i it wasn't talent for us i mean um as a company we already had developers um and we had a very strong very motivated young team uh, based off Indonesia. A few of them have actually dabbled into NFTs and lost money. <laughs> so they were they were initially skeptical. They're like, no, I don't want to get into this space. This space is for scammers. And we had to tell them, no, you got scammed. Doesn't mean this technology is for scammers. Like, let's build one that isn't a scam. And it took us like a month or two before we convinced our developers to get into it. So for us, it wasn't about finding developers. For us, it was actually, you know, training them up. They had to learn. Um, and our our DevOps guy became our main smart contract um, developer. Our front-end team had to start looking at all the other APIs to connect wallet, um, learn, learn from other projects on how to really build the right type of um, sites, and Rocks was our UX designer also for the website, so kudos Rocks also had to pick up just what are the best practices and how do we you know bring out the, the mission and the story and attractiveness of the project on our website. That, that part is, is actually doable. I think that the toughest part about building on Web3 is how do you bridge the world of Web2 and Web3? Maybe that's my challenge, not, not everyone else's challenge. Like, I think most people would say they have a creative idea and they want to tap onto the current Web3 world. Um, and so it's just about how you position um, the utility and how you hype up the artwork and go to market. And that might be something that they have to learn and do. For me, it was really trying to crack the equation. What would make sense to the Web2 world that could get people behind and understanding it? And I, look, and I think we are still at the start of this journey. Um, that, to me, was the toughest part. And I am, I am, a, I'm a millennial. Um, so I, I talk to people who are even older than me a lot of times about business and trying to tell them about what are new trends and they don't get it. Like, they don't understand this Web3 world. They all still keep asking us, so buying an NFT, it's buying a picture that I already have, you know? And, and, and so when, when we start building a Web3 project with the intention of bringing Web2 people in, the biggest challenge is actually education. It's how do we dumb down all the complexity in Web3 today into something that can be mass adopted, can be easily understood by, grand, by grandpas and and aunties, you know, um, and I think that was ultimately my biggest challenge. Um, but maybe I'll, I'll, I'll let Rox talk about I think the other challenge, which is just making the right artwork and and rendering and three D and all that, which was also a, a learning journey for us. Yeah. Um, so, well, technically, we all really started with Web two, and it's kind of. Um, I would really like to thank YouTube for like all the resources that they have, like legit, like you can learn so much in YouTube. And a lot of them have been uh, already 
a lot of the videos there are like some of the established crypto or NFT uh, projects already. So um, slowly we were learning bit by bit. And we have a really dedicated team of um, renderers or like designers uh, for uh, who are using Blender. And with Blender, we experimented a lot on like the different combinations and all that. We actually started with like a hundred plus like sketches, and from then on, we just started to create like the five thousand five hundred fifty-five Meowdiverse cats, as well as creating those like digital twin cats. So um, the hardest thing maybe is really. Um, just learning like the technicalities of it all and as for like the purchased user journey or like the website it was really hard for us too because like we're all very used to web 2 and as what Andy said is really about the education and stuff so even as I was forming the website it was really like trying to simplify all the complexities in web 3 like I don't know if we have talked to people who don't know about NFTs, who are just merely cat lovers who really wanted to adopt a cat or like buy a cat from the uh, from the collection, and it's really like hard to explain to them until you uh, usually like give like an analogy of like something to make them better understand it even like better. Yeah, so yeah, probably that's the hardest thing about like building on Web three is for people to understand it simpler. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I think uh, the user experience is not quite there as well. Like for um, for people all over the world and all ages could, can adopt blockchain, it would be, it, it needs to be like blockchain in one click, you know, like simplify everything so... Um, First of all, education-wise, and then also user experience, right? When I say, like, yeah, yeah, you need to download your um, uh, wallet and have, like, I don't know, like a MetaMask or a Vera wallet, and they're like, a wallet? A digital what? Then you have an address and two keys and the private key. And I'm like, yeah, there is a book now that is blockchain for babies. I'm just going to get that <laughs> for my family. <laughs> we saw that, too. We saw that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a quite, trending. It's, it's, a, it's a trending TikTok, I guess, right now. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, quantum physics for babies, a blockchain for babies. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just gonna get everything now. <laughs> it's perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Block by block, kids have been building blocks with Lego <laughs> since they can crawl, right? So yeah, why not? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm actually right now as well, I'm a, I'm a community manager, but I also work uh, with NFT projects. Uh, Darshana is, is not an NFT project. It's it's a platform. Uh, it's, it's a service, right, that is trying to connect talent to tech uh, companies around the world. Uh, but we are all also thinking about creating our own protocol and it just gets scary when you're like you are you only know digital marketing and that was your main like career and now i'm i'm like oh my god should i become a developer should i just <laughs> should, should yes. I start right? <laughs> um yeah i know natalie you know natalie natalie yeah, she, she's like yes we need more developers and i'm like oh my god i feel so old <laughs> starting a whole new career right now but I mean, it's it's really tentative. It's, it really is. Um, 
Wow. Guys, I, I wanted to know how did this uh, bear market impacted your project? You launched in the middle of a bear market. Oh, what a what a topic. <laughs> um, you know, before before we launch, um, or before we were preparing for launch, I was talking to a few other people who helped launch other projects around around the world. So we I met with the team that actually launched uh, Invisible Friends and, you know, I was asking them, hey, what feedback and what thoughts you have? And they said, can you delay the project? <laughs> I'm like, why? Yes, yes, hey, yes, yes. I, yeah. also, so many projects got delayed. Like, yeah. crazy. A- absolutely. You know, they, they were saying, yeah, why now? Now, you know, the deflated prices, people are not coming, you're going to work doubly hard for it. Why not just delay? And, I think ultimately we we could have, but I think we were already so set to launch and we, we, we didn't want to just hold back, you know. We've got everything prepped and and we're like, we were trying to educate the Web2 world anyway. And maybe it is a better time to educate when the market's down and it's not so much crazy hype and and speculation and scams going on. Maybe we have a cleaner pathway to talk about the merits of the project and to bring true awareness and education, right? So, so that to me, actually the bear market worked better. It's a more opportune time to, to jump in with a unique project that will not get lost amidst all the other noise and, and, and chaos, right? Um, and that's also, I think, the, the, the same sentiments that other you know, Web3 venture companies are talking about. You know, we talked to some of them and they all said, oh, during this time, you know, they are focusing their efforts to, to build. Like this is the best time to build things, not to, not to put in DeFi and just hope you get you know great APYs and yield all over the place, but really build the right things now, and you reap the fruits later on when the market picks back up. So I think it's with the same intention we launch, not hoping to just mint out on day one. I mean, who doesn't want that? But that wasn't like the only goal we had. The goal was to teach um, and spread awareness and bring positive change. And so I think our timing's right. It's just how do we keep carrying on this and bring success over the next few months? Yes, yes. So uh, I applaud, applaud you for the, the courage that you have because uh, I know thou- thousands of projects that got delayed and they were like, no, there's no way I'm going to, to launch. Like, I don't want, I don't want my project to to fail, so, like, you know, with that fear. But and people started building and, and just holding on to projects. And I think that the ones that are brave enough to say, like, I'm I'm trying to educate people, I'm bullish about Web3 because I'm using the technology and this is about what we can build and um, the value we are, we are uh, giving people. And it's not about hype. It's not about flipping. It's not about um, all the super f- superfluous things that uh, the bullish market brought to the Web3 space. And yeah, really, it's an amazing project. Uh, congratulations. I'm going to buy my, adopt my, my, my cat. Uh, and, yes, for sure. Um 
I like I said, I have Porky right now beside me. If this was FaceTime, you could see him. He's just watching me. <laughs> I'm a cat lover and I'm a lover. So that's I would, great. yes. Uh I'm right now I'm looking at Wild Pulse. I shared um the the tweet. It's right here pinned to the space. But I would love also love to follow you follow Wildcats. I don't know if you guys have a Twitter for that. Um, might not be very active <laughs> oh, okay. for our Wildcats Twitter, but if you follow us on IG um, and yeah. Facebook, we're a lot more uh, active over there because um, Wildcats is still ultimately a pretty Web2 business helping yeah. companies um, you know, who are in the Web2 space. So we it's do okay. post a lot more it's over okay. there. We, we love uh, a coexistent ecosystem. We are not Absolutely. all Web3, all Web2. We, we love coexisting. Love so, that. Love yes. that. <laughs> Uh, what's the handle? What's the IG handle? Um, you can just look for, I think, wildcats.io. Okay, perfect. And I'll find it there. Yeah. There, there are many Wildcats uh, IG pages because we were, we were just going crazy one day and created multiple like Wildcats type of, um, you know, uh, sub uh, IG uh, IG handles. pages, so, yeah, yeah, different handles. So if you go to the main wildcats.io, I think you'll see more of just you know what we do as a company. I see it. I see it. Yeah. I'm I'm right here. So I I would like to invite everybody in the audience to everyone to just go and follow Andy, follow Rocks, follow Mr. Dog, follow their amazing projects. They have these. Uh, Wild Pulse NFT, it's basically adopting your digital cat and you are contributing to the future of these cats and helping shelters all around the, I think it's Asia right now, or is it all around the, the globe? We, we are starting with um, five um, cat shelters. Uh, but we, yeah, because, you know, we, we, kept it, we kept it vague and said it's Wild Pulse, you know. And honestly, we... We want to also bring in other pod animals, dogs being the next one. And, and of course, we want it to be a global thing. Um, but we know that um, change has to take, you know, start one step at a time. So we, we wanted to just focus on the area that we are more familiar with. And the Wildcats team is um, distributed across Southeast Asia in Singapore, Vietnam, Thailand, Indonesia. Um, and we have Rox, who was originally from the Philippines, but has been in Singapore for a while now. Um, so, you know, we, we, we do want to go global, but we do need everyone's support. Like the more support we get from this project, um, more belief, more adopters, uh, the more we, are, we, we know we are ready uh, to find other collaborators, to find other shelters around the globe who see that there's really true benefit for them pivoting a animal shelter business model from appeal to donations to generating income through NFTs, through really um, maximizing their own assets and IP, which is their animals, you know. Um, and, and, and we hope this is the beginning of the change. And everyone who can support us and support these shelters will really be transforming this, you know, will help us to transform this industry one adoption at a time. <laughs>